This scripture reading and the following address were part of the YouTube streamed worship service from St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on January 7, 2024. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 2. Glory to time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him, and calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Our sermon today comes from Nathan Nettleton. Today we are marking the Feast of Epiphany, celebrated each year on January the 6th, the day that marks the end of the Christmas season and celebrates the revelation of Christ to the wider world with the story of the visit from the Magi from the East. Originally, the Feast of Epiphany was the day when Christians shared their gifts with one another in honour of the Magi's example of gift-giving. Some Eastern Orthodox Christians continue this practice, and yesterday morning many Orthodox children will have opened their gifts with the same gusto that our children demonstrated a couple of weeks ago. So it seems that with our big present unwrapping day behind us for another year, 
Epiphany may be the ideal time for us to stop and think about what sort of gifts would really make a difference to our lives and to our world. We stress so much over Christmas gifts, trying to make everyone happy, even though we know that's probably a hopeless dream. And we often end up with as much disappointment as joy. It has brought home to us again that all these presents, no matter how perfect they are, cannot fill up the empty places deep inside us. So on this day, as we remember the trip of the Magi and the strange-sounding gifts that they laid at the feet of the Christ child, let us think about what sort of gifts we would like to receive if gifts were not just purchased items in fancy wrapping. The reading we heard from the prophet Isaiah describes a gift that we all hunger for, a place where we truly belong. The text uses the image of light to portray a new day dawning for our Hebrew forebears. On your feet, people of God, let everyone see you. The glory of the Lord has set you ablaze with light, like the sunrise on the rock. It is a picture of restoration and hope, of joyous homecoming. Open your eyes, look around you. The crowds are streaming towards you. Everyone is coming, even the children you thought you had lost forever. This dawning light draws them. It is a picture of a great homecoming as everyone returns to the place where they truly belong. How deep the hunger is in each one of us for such a place. How we yearn to find that place where we not only feel comfortable, but also loved and accepted. The great tragedy of this text is that the particular homeland being described in this passage has become a place of bloodshed instead of peace. Isaiah's vision about all nations coming to this land to find the light is far from reality today, as we see most nights on the news. The cruel tragedy is that all of us are searching for the same gift, a place to truly belong a place where we are loved without question, accepted without condition, blessed without reservation. Deep in our guts, we yearn for this place far more than for anything we found under the tree on Christmas morning. In his novel Les Miserables, Victor Hugo described the plight of Jean Valjean. Jean had just served 19 years torturous imprisonment for something he hadn't done. Now on his release, he has the look of a large, angry monster. Everywhere he goes, he's shunned because he is a former convict. 
No one will give him a place to stay or anything to eat. And he is becoming desperate. Finally, a kind woman points to a door near the church and tells him to knock there. That place, she says, will not turn him away. Without knowing, he is knocking on the door of the bishop. Jean bangs violently and enters quickly with these words. See here, my name is Jean Valjean. I'm a convict. I've been 19 years in the galleys. Four days ago, I was set free. During those four days, I have walked from Toulon. Today, I have walked 12 leagues. When I reached this place this evening, I went to an inn, and they sent me away. I went to another inn, and they said, get out. It was the same with another. Nobody would have me. I went to the prison, and the turnkey would not let me in. I crept in a dog kennel. The dog bit me and drove me away as if he had been a man. I am very tired, 12 leagues on foot, and I am so hungry. Can I stay? Madame Magloire, said the bishop, put on another plate. The man took three steps and came near the lamp which stood on the table. Stop, he exclaimed, as if he had not been understood. Everybody has thrust me out. Will you receive me? Is this an inn? Can you give me something to eat and a place to sleep? Have you a stable? Madame Magloire, said the bishop, put some sheets on the bed in the alcove. At last, Jean Valjean believed, and his face was transfigured from the hardened gloomed to a barely comprehending, stupefied joy, a suddenly beautiful face. Whether we have spent 19 years in the dungeons or have just been searching for a door that will welcome us, the gift we all hunger for is to find the place where we truly belong. But there is another gift we all hunger for which can never come wrapped in pretty paper. This gift is revealed in Matthew's Gospel as we follow the long trek of the Magi. We remember their gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. But these are not gifts most of, most of us yearn for. However, we do hunger for something that they found. The text says that at the end of their search, they kneel down and worship the child. They have come a long way and put up with who knows what, and now they have found the one who is the goal of all their searching, the one they believe in and to whom they want to give themselves. They have risked all, sacrificed all, and offered all to find that one thing that will infuse their lives with meaning. The one who is the answer to their questions and the goal of all their longing. Isn't that a gift we all crave? To find something or someone that matters, that fulfills us. Something or someone 
next to whom nothing else seems to matter. The one treasure for which no sacrifice or struggle is too great. We would gladly give up many lesser gifts if it means discovering that the thing or person or mission worthy of our ultimate devotion. So, how do we gain such gifts? Where can we find the place that we truly belong? Or the thing most worthy of our most sacred allegiance? I am, of course, expected to say, right here in church. This can be a place where we are accepted without reservation, and where we can worship and serve the one who fills all life with meaning. <clears throat> and I do pray that this might be that kind of place for us. But the reality is that if we just come looking for it, we probably won't find it. Perhaps it's true with most gifts, but it happens the other way around. The real question is not how we get the gift, but how we give it away. If we want this church to be a place where we can truly belong, then we have to look at how we can make it such a place for others. If we want to find purpose and meaning and devotion within these walls, then we really need to look at how we can help others find the same here. The Christmas gifts that really matter this epiphany are gifts we have to give away before there will be anything in them for us. In seeking to belong, we provide the safe haven. In hoping for meaning, we share the deep treasures of the heart with others. It's an old formula. We give away that which means the most to us, and we find our lives enriched beyond belief. Here, we come with the gifts that we bring and the gifts that we are, so that in Christ, we can become gifts to one another and together a gift to the world. Mm -hmm.